Hi, and welcome to Filled with His Love. You know, there's so much we do not understand about the human brain. It has much more power than most of us realize. It holds the key to addiction, emotion, desire, motivation, and yes, to belief in God. I've recently been reading a book by Jay Lombard called The Mind of God. He's a neuroscientist who has spent much of his life thinking about and studying how we come to believe in and have faith in God. You might remember an episode I did on Jeffrey Anderson, a Latter-day Saint neuroscientist who has studied how the brain reacts when those who believe in God read the Book of Mormon. Jay Lombard's work is akin to some of what Anderson has discovered. Before sharing more of Lombard's views, I want to take you back to my first mission in Papeete, Tahiti. I was 19 years old, just beginning my mission, and I was sitting in the opening exercises of Sunday school, a meeting we no longer hold. When it came time for the song practice, a large Tahitian woman stood next to the organ, raised her baton, and we began to sing as only Tahitian members can sing the hymns with a lot of gusto. The fact that she was large didn't, you know, it didn't seem particularly important to me because many Tahitians were large. But later, during a testimony meeting, that song leader came to the pulpit and said, quote, Brothers and sisters, I'm 40 years old and have never been able to have children, quote, quote. Then she turned sideways so we could see her profile, and she said, quote, I've been praying to have a child all of my married life, and as you can see, that prayer has finally been answered, end quote. She looked very pregnant, as if she might deliver the baby any day. Again, I didn't think too much of it. I had heard of women who longed for children and then were finally blessed with a child. But a few weeks later, I noticed that this good sister was no longer pregnant. I assumed she had given birth. But someone told me that it had been a false pregnancy, that she was never pregnant at all. For, now, you have to remember, I was 19 years old, and for a 19-year-old missionary, I wasn't quite sure what to do with this knowledge. The whole thing seemed impossible to me. How had this woman shown all the signs of pregnancy without being pregnant? In Lombard's book, he tells the story of a patient he had treated who had a similar false pregnancy, or what doctors call pseudosiasis. Here's how Lombard describes this condition. Quote, there is a chain reaction that takes place. The brain is so intensely connected to the body that if a woman greatly desires a baby, she might begin to feel subtle physical signs that she has in fact conceived slight weight gain, swollen breasts, and even the sensation of fetal movement. In turn, the brain can translate those incoming messages from the sympathetic nervous system as the real deal. The brain will then release various pregnancy hormones, thus exacerbating the initial symptoms and causing real signs of pregnancy. End quote. This woman definitely had real signs of pregnancy, and the whole experience for me as a young missionary was a bit troubling. I didn't know what to make of it. Here was a faithful woman who wanted to bear a child, a woman who believed that her pregnancy was a miracle, and then it all turned out to be some sort of brain-body illusion.
Now, decades later, here is one lesson I take from my experience in Tahiti as a 19-year-old. The brain-body connection is far closer than most of us realize. We are spirit and body, one soul. But experience of this good sister also helps me see the power of faith. It wasn't just her desire to have a child that caused the hormonal changes in her body. It was her faith. Here's another excerpt from Lombard's book, The Mind of God. Recent, this is a quote, recent brain imaging studies demonstrate that our brains are hardwired for faith. Brain imaging has been done on Buddhist monks when they meditate, on Catholic nuns praying, on mystics doing contemplative practices, and, I might add, with Anderson's study, uh, Latter-day Saint missionaries reading the Book of Mormon. These studies frequently exhibit discrete and preferential right-sided brain activity that can be objectively measured, end quote. Now, here's the clincher for me, especially as we think about attachment relationships. Again, a quote from his book, quote, Similarly, clinical imaging studies have shown that the area of the brain activated during subjective religious experiences is the same part of the brain that allows us to be aware of others, to be empathetic, emotional, altruistic, thoughtful, and aware of ourselves. All of these functions take place in certain regions of the right hemisphere. It's almost as if nature has reserved an anatomical sanctuary where our brains can transcend the everyday elements of our existence. We meditate and pray with the same side of our brain that we use when we're kind to other people. End quote. Let me repeat that last sentence. We meditate and pray with the same side of our brain when we, that we use when we're kind to other people. It stands to reason that because God is the source of all love, the same part of the brain is activated when we direct our love to Him and feel His love, as when we focus our love on others. It's almost as if we were created to focus on those first two commandments, those two great commandments, and that our neural makeup is honed accordingly. What does all this mean to me personally? Well, it means that I better take care of my brain, for one thing, just as I want to take care of my physical body. It means that I better watch what I focus my thoughts on, what I watch, what I listen to. It means that the more I love God, the more I will naturally love others. And so I better pay attention to what I'm doing to increase my faith in and love of God and love of His children. It means I need to give this conscious thought and care and prayer. And that when I do that, what he called this anatomical sanctuary in my brain, will be activated and strengthened, and I will be able to be a better son of God, a better child of Heavenly Father, a better builder of the kingdom. I hope this is helpful to you. We'll see you next time.